Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Who doesn't want steakhouse quality steak? You know, but you want to skip the restaurant. Maybe you want to. I prefer to cook the steaks myself. Uh, truth be told, uh, my steaks, they just don't get much better than that. But you got to have the right meat. And every time I'm putting steaks on my grill, it's coming from Terry Smith in Atlanta Steaks and seafood.com Atlanta Steaks and Seafood you don't have to be in the Atlanta Georgia area in order to get the meats from Terry Smith he can ship it anywhere and it's not just steaks he's got chicken he's got fish he's got lamb he can get you anything you want especially the hors d'oeuvres those bacon wrapped scallops are amazing locally uh, family owned and operated right here in metro Atlanta since 1989 Terry Smith's just one of the good guys he's got a meat truck he'll come right up to your door if you're in the area no subscription required you can shop and ship from the comfort of your own home and Enjoy a safe, contactless delivery. Serve your guests with confidence with the best in the business when it comes to meats. AtlantaSteaksAndSeafood.com. Mention the BS. Get 10% off. Make sure you mention the BS and get your 10% off. We ship it. You grill it. Here's a company that was influenced by Nate moving to Mexico. Big Steve Boating. Kid you not. Uh, he decided to start this when he heard Nate moving to Mexico. He'd been in construction for 12 years. And Big Steve was like, I needed a change. Uh, I'm going to pull the trigger. He buys a boat, and he takes you and everybody else out in the free world there on Lake Lanier. The boat's docked there at the Gainesville Marina. And he tells me, he's like, Bailey, right now is the best time to go out there. Make sure people know just because it's a little chilly outside, we're catching all kinds of fish. So it's a fishing guide service if you haven't figured that out yet. Monday through Friday, start times depend on the time of year, weather conditions. His boat can accommodate up to four passengers. So you want to give them a call, find out what the rates are, whatnot, bait and all the fishing equipment that is provided. She's got to bring your own cooler snacks and drinks. That's not provided. Alcohol is accepted on the boat. You know, just be responsible. Be cool, right? Uh, at Big Steve Boating on Instagram, uh, 706-299-1704. You can get a hold of them there. 706-299-1704. Or again on the Instagram, at Big Steve Boating. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. You're about to make maybe the biggest decision of your life, and that's buying a house. And you're trying to get a hold of your mortgage person and they're not picking up the phone. They're not returning your email. Drives me insane. That's why I'm telling you Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage is the guy you need to use if you're about to purchase a house. He's just no bullshit and he's always there for you. He is a friend of mine and I've met him through the business. You know, my wife does real estate, right? And she uses him for a lot of her deals. And uh, we started using him personally for our properties and I'm like, I love this guy. I mean, he just gives it to you straight, and he's accessible. I love it. I can call Dave Flashner, and he's going to pick up the phone. He's no nonsense, no surprises. It is what it is. You get what you get, uh, but you're going to know right up front from Dave. 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage. Every week, there are three stories that fall under the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I used to ride a horse to school. Get learned with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Episode 9 of the Good, Bad, the Ugly. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio in beautiful Roswell, Georgia. There is Nate with the awesomest background ever. In mankind's history of mankind, liking men, right, Brandon? That's what kind of that's what kind of mankind you like. What kind of mankind? Mankind uh, of the dogs, best friend, singular background. Hello, Mister Nate. Hola, how you guys doing? Excellent, Brandon. Still suffering from COVID. How are we feeling today, sir? Uh, just still a little more of a runny nose and a little bit of a cough. You still look like shit. Got to tell you that. Uh, I think that's the telltale sign when you're over COVID, when your buddies say you don't look like shit anymore, right? Because I knew I looked like shit for a minute. It was horrible. Nothing I could do about it. Um, yeah. Another thing that I did, though, uh, the day that I got out of quarantine, I started to go see a personal trainer, and he worked my ass off. Like, I hadn't worked out like that. You know, I work out every day, but let's be honest, it's my workout. It's it's very difficult for me to push myself like I used to back in the day day this guy holy shit uh he's a beast like I was sore for days afterwards but it was good it helped me sweat it out I mean I wasn't at 100 percent 
But I, I really think that pushing your body, whether it's COVID or just the flu or the cold or something, that mind over matter thing. Nate, you buy into that too, right? Sweating it out? Yeah, actually, when I had COVID, you know, that was kind of during the lockdown and I had found that free uh, treadmill that I had in my garage and I ran every single day when I had COVID for at least 10 minutes and I never got the body aches, but my wife did and she, she wasn't able to work out. So I do think that helped. What, what are we talking about? Brandy doesn't work out. You know, we're talking about gyms and weights and stuff, muscles. I actually started working out last week. Oh, I've heard that from somebody from South Georgia before. No, I did. Four days in a row. You guys have got about as much motivation as a fucking brick. Uh, What kind of workout are you doing there? Curves. Uh, I do like a hundred of the the, the butterflies, and then a hundred of the pull downs, and then a hundred of the chin downs. Why the fuck you doing? Why you doing a hundred butterfly? What do you? Why do you? Why would you do a hundred? If you're going to lie about working out, you don't say you did 100 of them. <laughs> yeah, I did, I swear. No, you didn't. I, did. I was in the gym for 14 hours. Man, I was walking we around my backyard doing this while so I looked like a butterfly. I was all even dressed up like one. I was like, I'm working out, doing did butterflies. Hundred sit-ups and 100 leg presses. It was just a day of hundreds. Mm, yeah. We got a TV down there and we got a cooler. Raise your hand if you don't believe them. There's two what? hands. Some 12-ounce curls, drink some beers. <laughs> Where do you go and do these things? In the shop down down at the, down there. <laughs> okay. In the shop. <laughs> in, in the shop. The, you know, Jason, you know, down there at the shop. <laughs> it's a new gym called the shop. Wow, wait, wait. TV in the gym. Way to really sell your 100, your 100 rep workout there, Brandon, at the, at the, at the shop that down there, you know, by the thing, uh, over by the. Doing, you know, 100 <laughs> chesticle flies. <laughs> Did you, has COVID made you a liar too, or what? No, I really have. I really have. I went down there. And Wh- I, where? Where did you go? Where is this? The shop. It's like what like, the you fuck look at, is the shop? The shop. It's got concrete on the floor, and that's where we do all our work. And there's in one corner is dedicated to what kind of stuff. shop is it? What do, you, what do you mean? What kind of shop? It's a. Is it's it like an automotive and a woodworking shop? And a gym. Yeah, a gym. Yeah. <laughs> Woody's gym. Okay, got it. One corner is a like a Marcy. Like a workout machine by Marcy. I think it's Marcy. Mm, Sex and candy, Marcy's playground. Oh, yeah, workouts by Marcy. I've seen that. (laughs) I smell woodworking and fixing cars. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go wherever August is. August is, like, ripped. You got to go to his gym. August has been going to the gym, but he's only doing leg day. He said he can do enough push-ups at home. He's a a mutant, though. Like, uh, August was the uh, kid at the X-Men school that you never saw on camera. Like, you know, he, he sat behind Storm to the right, you know. So he's got this weird body. Like, I don't think he'll ever get fat. Or actually, no, what will happen is, like, he'll like turn, like, 45. And just overnight, he'll just think he'll never get fat. And he'll wake up the next day and just look way silly. You know, like, big gut and just, like, can't come back from it. He can't hear his fat getting bigger he just because he's deaf and... It's going to be a mess. All right. A <laughs> uh, couple things here for this freebie week, uh, freebay week of the BS. Uh, you're getting uh, the good, bad, and the ugly this episode nine freebay. So we hope you enjoy it and do subscribe uh, and join the rest of us, two percenters. You can do that on our new website, podcastthebs.com. Podcastthebs.com. Nate did an amazing job. It is probably the best website I've ever seen in my entire life, America. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, also up there is our shop. So if you want to purchase some merch, everybody's asking, where can I get better than radio t-shirts? Everything's better with uh, fuck, good, bad, and the ugly, black cloud, all that stuff. You can get shirts, hats, hoodies, uh, masks if you want one, uh, coffee mugs, phone cases, laptop cases, onesies, you name stickers. it. Stickers. Yeah, it's all up there uh, on podcastthebs.com. If you subscribe... All right. This we're going to try to do this once a month. We're going to try to give away one big item once a month, and we've got a great sponsor as always, Atlanta Grill Company. Jason and Gary and the whole crew over there, uh, always really good to us. Really, really good to us. They give us the gift certificates for Smarter Mart on Tuesday, but they've given us an almost two hundred dollar value of the Atlanta Grill Company complete rub set. And if you're a griller, you need rubs, and you know they're not cheap. Uh, and you know you need different rubs for different types of meats. And this has got everything you could possibly imagine, everything from garlic and herb to Himalayan uh, Himalayan Sherpa, one of my personal favorites. 
The Argentina uh, steak is my favorite. That is my favorite rub of all time. Lemon pepper, Georgia butts and rubs, put it on all my ribs. So if you subscribe and become a 2%er, you're automatically in the running. I'll have your email address. Whatever email address you use is the email address. I'm going to reach out to you at the end of the month and give you the Atlanta Grill Company complete rub set. So uh, that is that. All right, guys, you ready? Good, bad, and the ugly. Three news stories throughout the week. There's always a news story that fit uh, in those categories. Good, bad, and the ugly. The good. They're good. Megan McCain. So, you know, with the passing of Betty White, it, it made me remember how much of a thing that I have for Megan McCain. So Betty White and Judge Judy were my hall passes. Betty White's now gone. Uh, I talked to my wife about this. She said that I can fill that gap in with somebody, but she's got to clear it. So I told her Megan McCain. She wasn't familiar with Megan McCain. So she went and looked at Megan McCain. Megan McCain, as she's gotten older, has put on some pounds. She doesn't look anywhere near as good as she looked when she was younger. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I don't care about her politics. I did like her father, you know, um, but there's something about her. She's got that Kelly Clarkson thing to her. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say, because she, uh, she she gets a little big, then she goes back. She kind of goes back and forth. So I can see why you like her. And, and, and she says things, you know, because she is uh, she's considered a conservative. She's considered a Republican. But she says things uh, most of the time that I think are pretty fair, that people from both sides should say, you know what? You make a lot of fucking sense because there's the stereotype of Republicans are not quote unquote woke, right? Democrats are quote unquote too woke, right? When everybody talks to each other and says, I don't want to fucking be woke. <laughs> and I was like, like, who started this fucking woke thing? So she makes a comment about Yellowstone, the greatest television show of all time. And she says it's America's favorite show. And I never thought of it this way until beautiful Megan McCain brought it to light. She says it's America's favorite show because it isn't woke, you know. And that makes a lot of sense. If you watch any television show, they're always trying to win over the masses, which is impossible to do because they're thinking that the masses are all politically correct. We are on the verge of going backwards, and that's a good thing. Going backwards outside of this stupid fucking woke society. There's a difference that people have to understand. There's a difference between being woke and being respectful, right, and evolving. Evolving is a good thing, right? Being mm. respectful is a necessity. Being woke, in my opinion, means that you're trying to uh, get in line with what other people want you to do, whether you agree with it or not. And that's what Hollywood does. They get woke. They try to uh, super serve the masses by whatever they think they want. And the shows suck. All these fucking shows that you're replacing the male lead with a female because you want to be woke. You name one of them that's fucking worked. Not one of them has worked. Name me a show that you've replaced the white guy with the black guy or vice versa because you want to be woke. None of those shows work because people don't want to put up with the shit. They're not going to watch something that makes them feel like they're becoming a, 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 a robot, a, a social robot. The Dutton family, Paramount Network, they have this show that's totally what it should be. This is the norm, in my opinion, of a good show. But that makes a lot of sense, does it not, Nate? I kind of disagree with that, and and maybe I kind of disagree with what your uh, definition of woke is, but if you look at Yellowstone, you could say it, and I, I think of it maybe being, like, you would say, like, more progressive, but... Uh, if you look at Yellowstone, Beth Dutton, she's uh, she's the badass uh, in in the um, in the boardroom or whatever. She's telling guys what to do. That's a little woke. She's a she's a strong female character. And Casey is married to or he was with uh, an Indian woman. That's an interracial relationship. That's a little more progressive. So there are some aspects of it that aren't as you know, that are a little more woke, if you will. See, but that's where you and I disagree with the definition. You just said it is because to me, that's evolving. That's, you know, 20 years ago. There's well, that's a, the same thing as replacing a, a black guy with a white guy. 
But see, I look but, at I, I don't look at that as being woke. I look at that as, and again, it's just personal, uh, I guess, definition. I don't know if there's a real definition or not, but the way that I see woke is the forced political correctness. I used to use that term all the time, FPC. You know, where you're forcing something to super serve what you think is the masses. Somebody, a white guy with a black girl, is just life. That's evolving, right? That's to me is not saying we're purposely doing that. Um, be, I mean, especially in Yellowstone, because you're dealing with Native Americans and they have, you know, uh, Casey's wife is a Native American, even though in real life she's Asian, which that was controversial. So, oh, yeah. you know, so, but that would make sense. I mean, you, you're in Montana, you're surrounded by Native Americans. She's a gorgeous, nice, sweet girl. Knocked her up. You had a kid. You stay with her. I, I don't think that's that's too woke to me. The Beth Dutton comment, you know, I don't. She's not for. She's not forced feminism. But she's, none of this is for. None of the the other examples that you said are forced. That's just you assuming that's why they're doing those things. Sometimes maybe a black guy is just a better actor. Sometimes a woman just might be a better actress. It doesn't mean that they're forcing it. It just might be there. Why can they not just have a little bit of diversity in their in their cast? I, I guess that would be the debate then, because I, I I look at certain things, you know, what was it, the one Star Wars movie? It was like every single fighter pilot was a chick. And I'm like, come on, dude. I mean, it's like it was so noticeable. I'm not saying you can't have a chick fighter pilot in outer space for a science fiction movie. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> is that every chick or everybody that it's like you had an entire squadron fighting the biggest battle of all time. And they were all chicks. Like, where did the guys go? I mean, it was so noticeable. It was gross. That's what I'm talking about is when it's forced political correctness. I don't know. I just think of it as showing what would really happen. I, I think the older shows are, are kind of more ridiculous because what are the chances that all of the fighter pilots are men in the future when some of them are fucking aliens. Why, why would there not be some women in there? It, just, it doesn't mean that. No, and, and, I, and I don't disagree with that comment at all, especially if you look at older shows, there's no doubt. They are so white, it's, it's silly, right? You know, but because of that pickle that Hollywood put itself in with being so white, then what happened in the black community, they're like, well, fuck you, we're going to have all black. You know, so then you've got like the Cosby show or you've got, uh, well, good times before that. But I mean, as you advanced moving forward, then you have now networks that just all. So then now when you see the mixture of white, black, Asian or whatnot, you automatically assume it's being woke. Right. When that should be the norm, right. in my opinion. I mean, that should have it should have always been that way. There should be no it should be best man or best woman for the job, no matter what color skin. Right. Well, and see, I think her comment I don't agree with because I think she's taking the fact that it's a gritty kind of, um, you know, blue collar kind of, you know, working with your hands on the ranch. I just think it's 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 a Western style kind of show. And that that's part of life. And there's always been shows like that. I don't think it's more woke or not more woke. Here, listen to some of Yellowstone. I got some Yellowstone for you. How's that taste? Huh? I stop. All right, drive your polluted soul back to the city where it belongs. Come on, big man, huh? Just like old times. I want to see you be a man, Jamie. Stop. Huh? Be a man! Stop. Be a man! Stop. Be a fucking Stop. man! How's that for a man? It doesn't get more woke than punching your sister, right? I mean, that's pretty fucking woke. <laughs> uh, that, yeah but you could say that's woke as having the female you could say that's forced correctness because probably on a ranch there's probably not a, a woman in, that's like a businesswoman like that that's acting like that so they're they're forcing a woman into that character role so i i feel like that's more woke i i hate jamie like her brother which we find out later down the road not so much but uh like his, I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's a, he's probably a fantastic actor. So good that he plays that character so well, but I hate that character. Like I despise his character. Uh, I don't know. You know, you, you get into shows like this as much as I'm into Yellowstone and you're sitting there going, I wonder how much they are like their character. You know? <laughs> it's like, cause I fucking hate you. You know, I want to hang out with Casey. Beth is my hero. Kevin Costner, I want as my dad, but Jamie, I want to beat the shit out of that arrogant son of a bitch. God, I hate him. Can't stand him. <laughs> and he's a pussy too. You know, 
Just like Beth said he was. So, all right. Anyway, Yellowstone's woke. Megan McCain said so. Did you ever see him in Ghost Rider? No. What else has he been in? I don't know anything about him. He, he was the devil's son in Ghost Rider. Really? Know. Yeah, he was like the main bad guy in there. That's the only place I know him from. Yeah, I try to figure that out. Like, when you watch one of these shows, you're like, I mean, they have to have done something else. They just can't come out of thin air. Um, you know, Luke Grimes, who is Casey, you know, he's been in a lot of other things, including Westerns. He's just a superstar. That guy's going to be, after Yellowstone, that guy's going to be the next Brad Pitt. He's just, he's, he's, he's not only a great actor, but he's so hot. I mean, that guy's just <laughs> sexy. He's just, and he's like, he doesn't try to be sexy. Like, he's not ripped or anything, but he's just so fucking hot. You guys think he's hot, right? He's hot. You want to touch him. Yeah, he reminds me um, of Josh Holloway from from Lost. He's, he's kind of that just, he's good looking, but he's not, like you said, he's not overly ripped. He's just, yeah. uh, he's just in shape. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, he's like hot dad bod, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> Let's hear from our sponsors. One thing that drives me nuts, and it probably drives you nuts too, is somebody that wants to have a firearm or they end up getting a firearm but have no idea how to use a firearm. That's where Flying Monkey Firearms uh, comes into play. These are great guys. This is a core group of military and law enforcement veterans that have come together with similar interests and a similar mindset. First and foremost, they want to explain to Joe General Public, you know, they want to get all this misconception about firearms just out the window. They're going to sit down there and explain it to you. They're going to walk you through it. They've got training. They also offer so much more than just the training and just the education, but they're going to give you laser engraving, 10% off, actually, laser engraving. If you mention the BS on your firearm, they do custom firearms. Uh, They repair and upgrade firearms. They're a full-service gunsmith shop, from assembling parts and cleaning firearms to building one-of-a-kind guns. They really do it all. We appreciate their service. We appreciate their support. And if you're really looking for an education in firearms, maybe you're a first-timer, then reach out to flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. If you were to ask me before I started doing the BS, uh, if you had an issue, like you needed to clear some land, like maybe you're building a house. I got friends that are building cabins up in North Georgia. They just bought a bunch of land, and then they find a a builder to put it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But then I start doing the BS and all these great sponsors start reaching out with jobs that I'm like, oh, I might need you. Or I know somebody that needs you. Let me give you an example of that. JHM Land Solutions, LLC. Charles Fountain, that's what he does. Uh, they, you know, they, they grade, they mulch, they do tree work, and they clear the land. They do it all. Uh, so landowners, homeowners, businesses wanting to... You know, turn your property into some usable usable space. They'll do it anytime. If you're in Georgia, Alabama, and or Tennessee, uh, big or small, doesn't matter the project, JHM Land Solutions will take good care of you. It's solutions for your outdoor space. Plus, Charles is such a great guy. 770-274-9120. 770-274-9120. This might be one of the most brilliant ideas. I never even heard of Furry Family Comfort Care until Stephanie reached out to me and explained to me it's hospice for your dogs and cats, for your fur baby, right? With mobile and virtual uh, assessments, you know, do I need to take my dog to the vet or not? She and her staff can help you out with that. Advice on dietary issues, hospice consultations, grief support, uh, special needs boarding in the comfort of her home to help you enjoy your vacation, knowing your pet is in a Vectex hands while you're away. This is great stuff. So if this fits you and you're a listener, reach out to Stephanie at furryfamilycc.com. Me personally, I've seen a lot of shadiness going on when trying to purchase a house. I mean, there's a lot of parties involved. I'm not going to say one person's at fault. It's important. You know, that's why I tell you to use Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage. And I tell you to go to my wife, Rachel Guy, as a realtor. Uh, she works with Keller Williams Atlanta, the North office. And uh, she's just really good at what she does because she's such a good person. She cares uh, about where you end up and what house you end up in or who is purchasing your house. You know, it's buying or selling. She's your guy. Get it? Guy, Rachel guy. But she really is. is so She's so great at what she does because she's like one half therapist. She holds your hand. And if you don't need your hand to be held, 
And guys, you know what I'm talking about. You know, don't be going holding my wife's hand for no reason. But, you know, if you don't need your, like you're a pro, you're an investor or something, she's got plenty of those. You know, she's straight up business in your face. But she knows the business and she knows how to handle each and every situation. She's really, really good at what she does. So if you need a realtor, 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. You can shoot her an email. Uh, I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Just for business purposes. You understand? And back to you, Jason. Uh, with the good must come the bad. The bad. So, uh, this is kind of an example we we're just talking about with uh, being too woke. So, let me find the story here. So, the new trailer for the Fresh Prince reboot has been released. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Okay. This is fucking horrible. This is yeah. ap- this is this is the example of too woke, right? I'm I'm too wokey. I'm I'm overwoked. I don't uh, even think it's wokeness. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the crazy thing is, Will Smith's the executive producer behind this. They've taken mm-hmm. what was and still is in reruns and syndication a fantastic television show that made you happy by the end of each episode. Right. And that that was the big thing, like with sitcoms from the 80s and 90s is there was a lesson, you know, more the 80s. Actually, there was always a lesson at the end. In fact, in the 80s, they would have public service announcements at the end of each episode. You know, Mm -hmm. if it was a um, it it was uh, an episode that that was dealing with something, you know, really heavy like drugs or drinking. You know, I remember the uh, Growing Pains episode where um, Chandler from Friends, before Friends existed, he played the uh, Tracy Gold, uh, the Seavers, the, the daughter, her boyfriend. And he liked to drink every now and again. And they went out and they got in an accident. And he, you know, he was drinking and he's in the hospital. And they were all at the hospital. And then, you know, they come, you know, she comes home and Kirk Cameron just got off the phone and she walks in and, you know, he's, everything's fine. He's going to be fine. And she walks in and Kirk Cameron says, I just got a call from the hospital. Sandy, his name was Sandy. In the show. Sandy, Sandy's, Sandy's dead. I'm sorry. He died. No, I just left him at the hospital. He's alive. Stop. This is the cruelest joke ever. You're being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. And then it like fades to black. And then you see Kirk Cameron on a stool in just like a black setting with a spotlight on him and says, Drinking and driving takes the lives of blank thousands of people each year. As you saw in this episode, it can ruin friends and family. So be responsible when you drink and don't get behind the wheel of a car if you've had too much. From all the cast here, thank you and good night. And that's how it fade to black. That was the thing. You'd get learned. You'd learn your lesson. So the Fresh Prince, French Prince kind of had the same blueprint, but at the end there was a message. It was always good, even if it was a shitty episode. And it was kind of, you know, the, the sitcom itself, the original one, was the first that I can remember of taking a black male out of, you know, a bad environment, you know, the projects, and, you know, you take him to Beverly Hills. You know, I know it's like Beverly Hillbillies-esque, but this was dealing with a black male. Um, this was a big deal. This was a big thing. And they would deal with race issues and so on and so forth. And, but there was, a, there was a happy part of that at the end. This new one, man, this is dark. Like, Will is a thug dealing with guns and the cops. I mean, they say, I, I cut up the trailer a little bit here. Listen to how ominous is this is. This time we'll try to make you forget who you are and where you came from. Don't let it do that. Okay, this, so forth. That doesn't. That's the beginning of the trail. That doesn't sound fun. It sounds no. like a drama. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is. It's just no, 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 no. My world got turned upside down. Upside down. It's the Prince of Bel Air. Doop, 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 You know, DJ Jazzy Jeff would always get thrown out by Uncle Phil. It's just funny. It's fun. This doesn't sound funny or fun. Do you know why I'm here from Philly? Scrapping the bull court. Got nasty. Who Was it you? Now some bad man from Philly, he want to deal with you. 
Who is that? Didn't that guy just die? This is a guy from Gone Girl or Gone Baby Gone. Right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking at the video, so I can't see who it is. What, the Jamaican guy? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about that had the, the scar on the face and thought he died. Anyway. No going back. That's it. I, I chopped it up. Cube? It was like three minutes. <laughs> it was like a three-minute trailer. I just am not interested at all. It's too, like, why can't somebody make something happy? And something funny, like old school sitcom. How I Met Your Mother was a great example, right? It was yeah. just, it was your, it was the blueprint of a canned laughter sitcom with a story. Great acting, great timing, great chemistry. It was funny as shit. And the narrator, of course, the great Bob Saget. Rest in peace. You know what I mean? I mean, like, whatever. I think it's just because we're comparing it to the original show. Because yeah, exactly I agree. What it like, is. that that was why you would watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I didn't watch for the lessons. Like, you watch for the the comedy, the sitcom. You want to you watch the comedy. But the, but, yeah, but but they're not catering to us. And I get that. I'm not stupid. I don't. I, I realize that. But here's the problem: the darker you take things, the more of an effect it has on a generation. So if you're a generation that grows up and everything is is morbid and dark and ominous and all that bad stuff then that can define a generation, you know? I mean, say what you want about propaganda back in the day, you know, with how Hollywood treated our country, but they put the United States on a pedestal, made people patriotic and proud to be in this country. I don't find anything wrong with using propaganda in a positive way. I really, really don't. Um, You know, so Hollywood, you know, and they know how much of an effect they have on generations and kids. I mean, they're not going to have an effect on me or any of you guys, but, you know, some 15, 16-year-old kid, you know, Hollywood and music, that's everything. It's not It's not parents. It's not books. It's none of that shit. It's not what you're learning in school. It's what's, you know, you're streaming uh, on, on Spotify or, you know, you're watching on um, Netflix. That's pretty much it, you know? So, anyway. Yeah, but I don't think you cannot have dramas. I mean, because... Every generation, your generation had dramas and serious shows. One show isn't going to change the way a whole country or young people think. You, you, yeah, you of course can have dramas, but I think if you're going to take a show and I think it downgrades the legacy of a show, if it once was a comedy that was positive, then and you take it, and I'm not saying the show's not, I'm assuming that there's going to be a positive outcome with this. I find it hard to believe that Will Smith would you know, take the brand of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and, and not have a positive spin at some point. It's just going to be a different vibe to it. I get that, you know, but I, I, st- I still am a fan of campy. Not cheesy, but campy. Um, you know, it's always been my problem with the superhero movies. I think the superhero movies have done a good job of getting away from, like, the Dark Knight Rises stuff and the original, su- or not the original Superman, but Man of Steel. thought that was too dark, too morbid. Didn't have enough Superman, didn't have enough uh, Batman old school in it. The newer stuff that's come out, you know, from both Marvel and DC, they've added campiness to it. Suicide Squad, they've done that. I mean, John Cena's character is ridiculous. Uh, You know, and they have funny, campy, corny, you know, holy, rusted, you know, surfboard Batman, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. (laughs) So uh, I I just, you know, there's, there's nothing, just because... It was done then doesn't mean it still can't be done today if it is positive. Like, positivity doesn't have a shelf life. Yeah, I I think they maybe just shouldn't. If they want to do a serious drama, just don't reboot this show. Exactly. But but also, I think think this show is more of a prequel to um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where Fresh Prince, he had a good life. Obviously, he was coming from a not good life, so you can't have it be funny and campy when he's living in the, you know on the streets and getting beat up and stuff. See, I think the blueprint should be for the shows that are using older shows as a reboot or basis. They should be spinoffs. Cobra Kai is the best example of that. Cobra yep. Kai, the writing of that show is absolutely brilliant. They have attracted the original audience, like myself, and a newer audience. And they have simultaneously different storylines going on for both audiences uh, with a backstory. As long as there's a backstory, you have a show. And then you make a new story based off of new characters, based off of the old characters. That's the blueprint. That's what you do. So in this case, Will Smith 
whether he was the guy that play Will Smith, uh, play himself or not, he should be grown up and the story should be about his son or he then brings in a kid from his, uh, like maybe his nephew or like the same scenario, but he's now Uncle Phil and they could use Uncle Phil flashbacks for advice. Like that tugs at the heartstrings. That's good shit. Uncle Phil was one of the greatest, you know, dad, uncle, you know, patriarch characters in television history. He was amazing, right? Like I looked at him and was like, I want to hug that man every show. Um, that's the way oh, they- I was hated him. He, he was a dick. He was, you were scared of him. He was the big, angry, what was he, a judge or something? He was always mean. Yeah, but it, he was mean, but he had a softer side. He was a giant teddy bear, and he was a dick, but he got his point across. And then when he got his point across, you know, that episode when he was, you know, Will Smith was crying. It was like Will Smith's big dramatic episode, and Will, uh, Uncle Phil was hugging him and, you know, crying. I mean, that's yeah. good shit right there. Yeah, it meant more because because he was so hard. Then when he did show a softer side, it was, it was a bigger deal. Yeah, Uncle Phil was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. This was a great question I got in my DM the other day about Rockland Contracting. Uh, they, they heard that he's a sponsor. They heard me talking about him and the deck designs and all that stuff. That's actually what this person was looking to do. But it's not springtime. So they're like, you know. I don't need it right now. Well, I'm telling you right now that you should at least have the conversation with Dave. They they are. They took my advice. But if this goes for you, if you're in the same boat, have the conversation with Dave and Rockland Contracting now. You know, for the spring, if that's when you're planning on making any of these renovations. But he also, you know, outside of the deck design, which, by the way, uses this really cool 3D software. It's very, very cool. You'll see what your deck looks like before it's even done. No surprises there. Uh, basement remodels, HVAC, new HVAC installation, interior, exterior painting. He does it all. He's a contractor, and he's really good. Veteran-owned, established in 2009. RocklandContractingLLC.com. They got a new phone number. Make sure you got this. Just give them a call and talk to them. Start planning it out today. If uh, you're thinking about doing it in the future, 678-879-3867. That's 678-879-3867. I love massages. And now we've learned that we need massages. Back in the day day, it was like that extra added Super Mario Brother bonus in life. Now you need it. It is vital. If you are in Georgia and you can make it to the North Point Mall in Alpharetta, you got to go to Acupressure of North Point. Uh, I've been talking about them for years, and now they're a sponsor of the BS. It's great. Uh, so they also have other locations. You know, they've been doing this for 14 years. They got one in Des Moines, Iowa. So if you're listening in Iowa, uh, uh, Relax Body Works in Jordan Creek Town Center. And for 12 years, they've had a great customer base in both locations, North Point Mall and in Iowa, uh, because I'm their biggest fan. I go in there 30 minutes for the feet. Uh, inside the brick and mortar, they got the brick and mortar, and then they got the little place in the middle of the mall there. It's where the Sears used to be, you know, right below the food court in North Point Mall. See the guys in the red shirts. Trust me, I know you like, oh, it's a little weird. It will be the best massage ever. 30 minutes on the feet for me, then I do 30 minutes in the chair. And, I, and I'm there like once a week. And now they're a sponsor of the BS, and I'm so happy because I love them. They're great. I really, really, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't go a week without going there. It's just not a simple rub down. It's just a really good massage. 5% off if you mention the BS there at Acupressure of North Point. And back to you, Jason. All right, next one. And the ugly. Nearly a quarter of workers plan to quit in 2020. The ongoing story of the great resignation, as uh, they, whoever they are, are calling it. So um, roughly 23% of those surveyed last month, this is all for ResumeBuilder.com, said that they want to quit this year. Another 9% have already found a new job, an additional 9% say they'll retire this year. Most of those reg- uh, resignations are happening in the retail, food, and hospitality industries, according to the report. I don't call this the great resignation. The way I look at this, and this is why I, I get to my point is why it's ugly. I call it the, the great receipt. And this is workers that are sick and fucking tired of being treated like shit, underpaid, when they have so much more to offer life, They have either created a nest egg for themselves with a cushion, what I call fuck you money, 
or they have decided to take a leap of faith and follow their dreams, as corny as that may sound. Believe it or not, I had this conversation with a total stranger the other day. So I, I went to uh, our friends at Acupressure of North Point to get uh, my feet rubbed and my back rubbed, as I often do. By the way, they've got this new employee. Her name is Sun Sang, and she is the most amazing masseuse I've ever had. She's great. Like, I wish I could ship Sun Sang down to Mexico to you, Nate. She's that good. <laughs> I'm going to take Brandon when he's done his COVID for a Sun Sang rub down. That's how good she is, Brandon. Sun Sang, you think that's a real name? Yeah, she's fucking Chinese, dude. Yeah, that's, that's probably a normal name in China, you racist fucker. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> Are you pronouncing that right? Yeah, Sun Sang. What do you think? She's like a rap artist or a wrestler? No. Yeah, she, she, anyway, she's great. So I, when I was down there, I, I went into um, that department store, Von Mar. This is at North Point Mall. Von mm-hmm. Mar, and there were some Under Armour sweats and a hoodie that I asked for for, for Santa from Christmas. And Santa brought me those, but in the wrong sizes. But I really, really want, like, there's a couple things that I really, really want that I didn't get. And that was one of them. And I'm actually wearing the hoodie today. Um, And so I went in to see if they had my size. And lucky for, this was like, this was the other thing. You know, yesterday with the Black Cloud, I was talking about how all these good things are happening to me. I walk in there. They have the pants. They have the hoodie in my size, one left in each on the sale rack. Nice. Yeah. Discount. Yeah. I saved like $25. So I go to check out and this older gentleman, you know, you know, Von Mar, you know, the department store, kind of old school piano player. Yeah, my mom used to work there for like 10 years. Oh, okay. Excellent. So yeah. it's, it's kind of an old school department store feel. It's, it's, it's classy. All the people there are, are, are cordial and, and they have manners and they have, they wear the jackets and ties and they have the piano player in the middle. I like it because mm-hmm. it reminds me of how department stores used to be growing up. And so I go to pay for it with this gentleman. We somehow we just bust just right out of the gates, start talking about said topic about people not working anymore. Like it, and it got deep with both of us. And I found myself lately doing something that I, in recent years have not been accustomed to doing, and that's voicing my opinion to anybody that wants to listen to it. I don't know if this podcast has done it, the surviving, co- I don't know what's happened, but I will sit there. You and- not in voicing your opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually play the, play the field and I'm pretty fair. Like I'll listen to other, and I still do, but what I'm saying is like, if I come up with a total stranger, I know that if I give my opinion, it might turn into an argument. So I would, right. in the past, not even go there. And I would move on. Right. That's what I'm saying. I know I'm yeah. very opinionated, Nate, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So we started talking about this and it was just a nice cordial conversation. But I told him, I said, this was actually, I think even before I saw the story, I said, this is going to get ugly until we figure this out. It's not so much ugly that people are resigning. It's ugly to what that's going to, um, what the conclusion of that will be. So, for example, if you don't have enough people working in the kitchen, means that your customers aren't going to get served, which means possibly that you're not going to get enough products, which means possibly that that store is going to shut down. That store shuts down means the people that own it and run it and work there aren't going to be making any money, which in turn means that their families are going to suffer. When their families are going to suffer, that then in turn creates mental stress with it. I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's a snow. It's kind of like yeah. in the mid 2000s during the Great Recession uh, or the recession that the trickle down effect and how it took place where you would have a middle income family that it works hard and does well. They lose their job. Guy works a car dealership. Dealership shuts down overnight. So they live in a nice neighborhood solely based off of the school system for their kids. Now they have no money. They have to move. They move in with their parents who are baby boomers that were getting ready to retire. They have to now put off their retirement because they got to use that money to support their, you know, 30, 40 year old son and his wife and their two kids. Um, Or the family moves into a bad section of town so they can afford the rent, not even buying a place. And now their kids are in a, a worse school district 
which now the kids aren't getting as good as it. See, it's just every little thing. This is the shit I tell you, Brandon, that you're not smart enough to realize is that every action has an opposite and equal reaction. And it could be the littlest of things. If those things are not done, if said to be done, that affects the people that are depending on them to get done. And that can have a trickle-down effect on 10 deep down the road, you know? And that's why I'm saying this story is ugly, because if the the basis, the nucleus, the restaurant owner or the department store owner or whoever, you know, is being affected by this doesn't figure it out, then the trickle-down effect will take place. I don't blame it on the people that are finding other jobs or quitting, because, like I said, it's the great receipt. They're sick and tired of being treated like shit. They realize that there are other avenues that they can take. I mean, I'm a prime example of this. Um, that you don't, I don't need, I don't need anybody, right? All I need right. is a microphone and an audience. That's who I need. I need you guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I, I don't need a boss. I don't need a guy that thinks he knows what he's doing, right? Just because he's right. put in a position and has got, has got two letters in front of his name. You know, I mean, I think I don't even have to prove it. Last two months have proved that, um, you know, and the numbers show. So th- that's what people are saying. They're going, I don't need a boss. I don't need to put up with this shit. I don't need to go in and make $4 an hour and get tips. And I know I'm getting ripped off on tips when that's not even my passion. My passion is painting sex toys. And I can go and sell them online, <laughs> you know, and keep all the profits. And now I'm just, uh, you know. 1099 employee, you know, I'm a self, I'm self-employed, you know what I'm saying? So that's what's happening right now. Yeah. I wonder when in like a lot of these industries, when they're, what will be the revamp? Cause I would, I feel like the, you know, like just say food service, like I feel like that needs to be revamped. I don't know what the answer is, whether it's I do. just pay everybody a living, pay a good wage and not go off the tip system or, you know, I, I don't know what the answer would be. Well, I know for a lot of places, the, the answer is drive through drive through and delivery. Uh, you know, I will start to see this. I'm pretty sure with Starbucks here in the, in the next few years that the idea of Starbucks originally was to go and hang out on the, on the leather couches and you got free mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, and it was cool, right? It was like central perk from friends. It was cool. You go in there, maybe hang out with your friends, but mostly you're probably doing business or killing time. If you need Wi-Fi, you know you could go to a Starbucks. You pay for your overpriced coffee or whatever drink it is and enjoy yourself, but there is a cool factor to that. No longer. People aren't doing that anymore. So I've started to see a lot of Starbucks closing, closing down because uh, I don't know if it's necessarily business, but they just can't get employees. And Starbucks treats their employees pretty damn good. Um, but it's not just money, pay, and how you're treated. It's also the pandemic. People don't want to go in close quarters and work with somebody, you know? Um, so yeah. uh, Starbucks, the, my example is, I think you're going to see the inside of these places closed down, and it's strictly going to be drive through or delivery. DoorDash, Uber Eats, mm. that kind of thing. But that stuff has always been around. It's just what is... It, the, the, you got to go to the reason why people are not wanting to work at these places anymore rather than like the business model. Like I think these people, like not just food service, but anybody, you, you don't want to be treated like shit and take it for granted. Yeah, the internet has made people realize that there are other opportunities and ways to make money. There's no doubt about it. And I know the internet's not yeah. just, it didn't just come out last week, but people are finding ways on the internet that they didn't know before that they can do what they really want to do, whether it's sell art or do podcasting or, um, you know, sell products, you know, my core caddy, whatever, you know, there's just so many opportunities to do that. I know my life, you know, now granted it wasn't my choice. I was fired, but it was leading to that. I mean, there wasn't a day in the past year that I didn't go to work that I did not want to quit. And there were a couple days that I came close. Um, I just don't, I'm just not the quitter type. So it's like, you just kind of, you know, whatever. It's like, let's see how this plays out. Let's see how this plays out. You know, they're paying me a large sum, sum of money to fucking deal with it, whatever. So, you know, now my schedule, my life is like amazing. You know, my wife has to tell me, you know, and slow me down every now and again and say, honey, you don't have to be anywhere. 
you know, and at one point of me is like, fuck you. Yeah, I do. I got shit to do. You know, I'm busy, man. I got stuff to do. <laughs> you know, but the other side of me, she's, she's right. <laughs> I don't have anywhere. Like, no, you don't understand. I've got to be, I've got to go to Home Depot. I've got to go to the pet store. I've got to go to the, the grocery store. I've got to be in front of my computer at 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because that's when I'm going to G-chat with Nate and Brandon. Honey, you can do that on your phone, in your car. You know, you can, You don't have to be home at 12, 12. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> like, you're so fucking right. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think I do agree with what you were saying about Starbucks, like the insides closing, maybe not so much the food service, but corporate jobs. A lot of companies have realized you don't need to have people in an office anymore. That people can work from home and you can get a better selection of employees instead of somebody that maybe has to live in the, the city that the, the business is in. You can grab somebody in another state that's way better at that job and they're working online remotely. Yeah, and people are more creative than I think any of us have ever given other people credit for. And we see that as far as the content providers, you know, as, as a radio guy, right, you would always think if you were on the radio, you were more creative than most people. Well, that's not true at all. Like, no. no. <laughs> it's like, I'm a pretty fucking creative guy. I've worked with really not creative people that are still in the business, right, and have survived the business but the, the, you see the real creativity coming from um, the unfiltered, uncensored world of TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. And these people are able to, you may be possibly listening, are able to showcase your talent. I mean, look at the music business is turned upside down because people are like, okay, I don't need to go and shop my music to a record label and I don't need to you know, get in a van and move to Los Angeles. I can just produce my album, you know, which is not impossible to do. And I can release it for free online. And then if a label wants me, they can pick me up, right? Or I can release it on Spotify and get paid for my music for people that find it. And I just promote it um, because all of these, these, these home bases like Spotify and Amazon Music and iTunes, all they're doing is they're supplying a database for your creativity in turn, they're relying on the social network to advertise said product. In return, they make money by the people you send their way for your product. It's a brilliant, I mean, it's brilliant how it works and how it's come to be. Yeah. I don't know if that was the plan originally fucking 40 years ago, but it's brilliant how it works because it gives power to the people. That's what it gives to us. It is. And it, you've realized, and that's why I've always said like about TikTok, there's, there's people on there that are far more entertaining and creative than a lot of the celebrities or big name actors oh, or whatever out there. They just were under, just undiscovered. You know, even like you were saying the music, like I think Justin Bieber was, didn't he get discovered on YouTube or something? MySpace. Was it MySpace? Yeah. I don't he, know. I don't he think goes he was back, alive he, then. He goes back to MySpace. Sure he does. He, oh, okay. he was, he was on the teetering of MySpace. Well, yeah, but MySpace know, regardless. To, he, he was on the teetering of MySpace to Facebook. I'm almost positive about this. Like he got discovered in the early 2000s because he's almost 30 years old. He was he's putting out hit after hit now and he's a huge superstar. But if he didn't get his music on the Internet, people wouldn't even have heard of him because he might have not got that deal with a record label. YouTube. You are correct. It was YouTube and not MySpace. 2007. I stand corrected. Scooter Braun. That's the guy that fucked over Taylor Swift. Isn't he the oh, yeah. guy that was like a dancer and in sync and then he fucked Britney? the same dude i think Scooter. i met this guy um but yeah he uh he clicked on one of bieber's 2007 youtube videos by accident and pressed braun tracked down the theater bieber was performing and located bieber's school and finally contacted his mother mallet what the fuck kind of name is that who was initially reluctant because of braun's judaism she remembered praying god i gave him to you you could send me a christian man a Christian label. And God, you don't want this Jewish kid to be Justin's man, do you? However, church elders convinced her to let Bieber go with Braun. At age 13, Bieber went to Atlanta, Georgia, with Braun to record demo tapes. Bieber began, uh, began singing for uh, Usher uh, one, one week later. And then uh, um, Justin Timberlake was also in the running to sign Bieber. I remember when he became a thing. I thought it was Justin Bieber. And the radio, <laughs> see, at 2007, I was in Tampa. 
And I remember um, seeing emails and stuff like he was or listening. Maybe I was listening or something. He, he came into the uh, yeah, it was actually when I came back. So when I came back to Orlando, so that would have been 2008, 2009, he came in the studio, and he's a kid, right? He came in the studio for, the, for XL 106.7, the top 40 station where I started. And you know, he was walking in the hallways, and it was a big deal. And they were like, I remember John, they were like kind of treating him. He wasn't a big deal because he wasn't a big deal. But management, I remember telling him, like, this kid's going to be huge. He's gonna, they're going to be big. Like, whatever, he's a fucking kid. You know, like, you know, we see this all the time, you know. And he was kind of thuggish at the time. You know, I was like, yeah, 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 do, do, do. You know, and he had that song, baby, 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 right? It was that fucking baby song. I was like, yeah. uh, and then the next thing you know, the guy's a fucking mega superstar, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is crazy. But yeah, he was, he was found on YouTube. That was the first concert that I can remember in years that I paid for a ticket to go see when my daughter was like nine. This is a Justin Bieber fan. You know, he was the crush for all these little girls. She had her his poster in the wall and she would sing his songs and stuff. And, you know, I'm just getting in her life. So I'm about four, four years into her life. I'm trying to impress her. And she, I was like, you know, and I tried to get good tickets to the radio station. I couldn't get Justin Bieber tickets because the fucking thing was sold out. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I had to buy tickets. I was at Real Radio. I remember talking about this on the show. I had to buy, buy tickets for the show and I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit through this show. There's just no, it's just not happening. And uh, so a listener of mine worked the concession stands and snuck in mini bottles of vodka for me. And so I met up with him after I got in and he gave them to me, which was like way cool. I don't know who you are, dude, but thank you if you're listening to this. And, um, and then they gave all the parents earplugs. And I've been going to concerts. I've been in the radio business at this time you know, for, for a minute, never, ever once put headphones on her, her earbuds. I should, but I never did. It's like, oh, that's not cool. I'm like, what the fuck do I need? To, like, it's not for the music. I thought it was for the music. It's not for the music. It's for the decibel, how high the decibel level is with these young girls screaming. It'll make you go, <laughs> I kid you not. So they gave us these, and I was like, interesting. I never knew that. So I'm sitting there, and I can still, yeah, you know, Ariel's like, yeah. She's having the time of her life. It's the cutest thing ever. I was like, wonder what it sounds like without these earplugs. And I pull it out. I was like, holy shit. Thank you for giving me these things. <laughs> I was like, God, I can see how you could go deaf. Uh, so anyway, that's the ugly story. So we'll see what happens out of that. If you are, you know, one of those people like myself, uh, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. You know, I mean, it's, it's interesting because some of most of our clients are, you know, smaller businesses. Uh, our sponsors are small business, most of them, not all of them, but some of them. And so we're all calling it, you know, when I, when I talk to every one of them, I, I explain to them, like, we're in this together. Like I'm a small business too. I mean, the LLC behind all this stuff, I'm just starting my LLC behind my court caddy. I'm just starting. I'm nobody special. I'm just like anybody else that's trying to make it in this world. You know, I'm starting over. I'm reinventing myself as a person, you know, professionally. And um, I was having this conversation with an older friend of mine who was in his, uh, I think he's in his mid to late 50s. But for his entire life, he was an executive at a bank, very high up on the totem pole, and decided to make great money, had a great life. Just wasn't what he wanted to do, you know, anymore. And he quit, you know. And now for the past, like, 10 years, he's been running a small company, doing well because he's still in business, um, and he says, it's very satisfying. He's like, I don't make the money I used to make. Eventually I probably will maybe, but that's not important. He's like, I like waking up when I like to, when I want to wake up and I like dealing with the people I want to deal with versus I don't like to be taking orders. You know, that was the big thing. That seems to be the consensus for people, me, him, like you just, you're being, you're being told what to do by somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And then when everything goes to shit, it's your, you're at fault and you can't turn around and say, it's not my fault because you're automatically wrong because you're on the defensive, but you can't blame that guy because the person that hired him is the big boss and they're not going to admit the mistake of hiring that person. So you're to blame. That's, that's how the system works and people are fucking sick of it. Me, especially, you know, it's just bullshit. Uh, And those people that are really high up, don't even know half the story, if any of the story. 
They're just being told something and they're so fucking hands off that they're like, whatever, you know, it's just how the world works. So, and when you like, let's say uh, you quit or get fired or whatever, you you could be the most important person there. They're going to, they're going to find somebody else. It doesn't matter. Like they, they everybody's expendable. Yeah. So if, if you're not happy, then you shouldn't care if they don't care. So get the fuck out, do something that makes you happy. Somebody sent me a message, uh, I guess on the, uh, rock website or the Facebook page. Um, I guess they've changed the bits, all the ones that they were using that I created, but they're the same bits. Like they just renamed them. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> did you hear this or did you, I don't know. If yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw the post. Okay. It's since been taken down. So somebody, you know, uh, still is pissed and, and went on there and said, you know, it's like, you know, you're still using Jason's bits. You know, why don't you be creative, come up with your own stuff like that? And somebody responded. And it's, it's one of two people. It's either Axel or the, the, new, the new guy, uh, Lightning Mo, Mo Lightning or whatever the fuck he calls himself. And so, like, everybody's got gimmick names now. You know, it's like, don't use my real name because I'm such a celebrity. I don't want people coming to my house. No one knows it's Andrew Lowe, not Axel. Axel sounds so much cooler. I can't go by Andy. Andy Lowe. You know, um, so somebody posted it, and, and it was either one of those two guys responded and said, uh, and said, Oh yeah, I guess Jason I, or he, I don't think they referred to him as my name. I guess, I guess he invented marketplace, you know, the Facebook market, cause it was Facebook marketplace prices, right? It was a bit. And, uh, I guess, I guess he invented marketplace. Um, so Facebook owes him or something like something, you know, like I, it, nothing's new, everything's different. And, and I agree with that comment. Um, you know, the bits that I created or we, Nate, collectively created, not necessarily were reinventing the wheel. Um, some of them were extremely original. There's no doubt about that. But other ones were just ideas that were twisted and turned and spun. The problem with what you people are doing is you're not even attempting to do your own thing. <laughs> like it's like it's it's one thing to take an older idea and make it your own um, for a new audience. It's yeah, another, tailor-made. Yeah, tailor-made. It's another thing to take the original idea that's been in place for years from the former host and just change the name and say it's different and new and yours. That's where people have a problem. <laughs> and you know the fucking dum-dum next to you doesn't have a... That motherfucker can't even turn on his computer. You think he's going to plan a show? And then I guess the new guy's just horrible hire because he's lazy as fuck. There's only one person in that room that's working, and that's my protege. <laughs> So go fuck yourselves. Uh, anyway, with that being said, uh, this is very important for you to listen to. Again, thank you so much for for listening uh, this week for the freebay episodes. Uh, we'll go back, you know, for the subscription stuff next week minus Wednesdays. If you do want to subscribe, go to our new website podcastthebs.com. There's also a shop up there, uh, but right there, very simple. As soon as you go there, it says subscribe. Uh, once you do that. And you become a subscriber, what we've started, and hopefully we'll be doing this every month throughout the year, is giving something big to give away. You know, And every once in a while, um, by the way, for those that are waiting on shirts and stickers, please be patient. I'm waiting for a new order to get in. A lot of the winners from the 12 J-Bays of A Bastard's Christmas are very large sizes, and I didn't have any more of them left. So I had to do a new order, the holidays, the backup, be patient. Everything should be shipped out by the end of this weekend. Okay. So just be patient. But if you become a subscriber or you are a subscriber, you're automatically in the running every month for whatever it is we're giving out this month. Atlanta grill company is given us to give to you uh, the Atlanta grill company, complete rub set. This is an almost $200 value. This is uh, nine, 10, 12 different rubs, big bottles. This is all the stuff that I use for when I'm grilling. But it's amazing. You know, the lemon pepper, the Argentina steak, uh, the Georgia butts and rubs. I haven't had the pecan or the sizzle, so I don't know what that's all about. Um, The prime is really good on steak as well or any of your your red meats. Um, But this is a this is a nice this is a nice prize. So if you if you already subscribe, you're already in the run. You have to do nothing. And then at the end of each month, we'll do it. But if you do want to subscribe, know that this month, that's the prize. And I'm going to try to do this every month. And it should not be a problem. So that's pretty cool. All right. You guys have anything to add? Every Thursday. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, still get better. Do we say that, right? COVID, still get better? 
I was really feel asking, better, Brandon. I, I was asking Nate if we, I mean, like, when do we stop saying feel better? Like, when's enough's enough? I think until he feels better. Okay. Until he's, until he's healthy. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that the rule? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, oh, one thing before I leave. Uh, 21st, coming up here on the 21st, the Distinct Grace Charity Show. It's a benefit concert that's taking place for the WES Foundation for Leukemia Research. Uh, the band Distinct Grace, they're a bunch of veterans of our military. Chuck, the lead singer, is a very dear friend of mine. They're great guys, and they're a lot of fun when they perform. Uh, like all cover stuff, they'll bring you up. You can sing with them and all kinds of neat things. Uh, there will also be stand-up comedy from Atlanta comedian Sean Campbell. And this is all taking place at Smith's Old Bar. And they only have a few tickets left. So thank you to the two percenters that bought them. Make sure you tell them that you listen to the show. The entire ticket cost $10 will be donated to each one uh, that attend. So um, in your name. So there will be a sheet that you can sign in and they can raise some more money. But go out there. We have uh, on our social media a way to, to, to get the tickets off of Fresh Ticks. So we don't have to give this long URL. But we have posted on our social media. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, bye. Every week, there are three stories that fall under the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I used to ride a horse to school. Get learned with the good, the bad, and the ugly.